Thank you for joining me for another seven minutes with Matt. I'm your host, Matt Rogers. As always, thank you so much for joining me today on seven minutes with Matt. Uh, today, I'm going to do something really simple. I'm going through my phone and I'm going to share some of my favorite quotes with you. So this is called my favorite quotes, and I'm just going to let them embed in your mind because some of them you'll love, some of them you'll probably not love, and some of them you might disagree with, or maybe I will uh, change your mind. First one, life is short, leave a legacy. For me, that one changes the way that I parent, the way that I love my wife, the way that I approach a job, which sometimes I freaking hate because things aren't going well. But when you start to think of a mind, and I mean, this is very simple stuff, like simple shifts. Like if you're a, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're just running errands for PTA or putting gas in the car for the week, whatever, when you start to think, life is short, I'm going to leave a legacy, you start to treat the person at the gas station different. You start living from an impact of impacting other people. And dude, I'm telling you, it's really fun. And it it is actually an anxiety helper and a depression helper when you start looking like, I'm not just going to survive today, I'm going to leave a legacy. Because when you start thinking about leaving a legacy, it automatically changes the way you interact with other people. Whether you're at McDonald's, whether you're at a you know TJ Maxx or Starbucks, whatever, it it changes the way you interact. So that's one of my favorite quotes: "Life is short, leave a legacy." And then, of course, the easy one is when you talk about you know parenting your kids. How do you talk to them? How do you treat your wife in front of your kids? What do you say to your wife in front of your kids when things get hot and um, you know you're starting to fight an argument? You you fight different. You argue different. And um, like my wife and I. We don't argue the same today than we did 15 years ago. It was much worse 15 years ago, but we didn't think the way that we think now. It's like we're growing up in all things. So that's one of the quotes that I loved. Here's a controversial one. Eli, you can chime in if you want. Controversial. How about this? Jesus would no more want you to be sick than he would want you to go out and sin. I'm going to let that breathe for a minute. Jesus would no more want you to be sick than he would want you to go out and sin. Why is that controversial? Because a lot of people think that sickness, disease, stuff like that, God allows it and Jesus would allow it. How many funerals did Jesus go to and not raise the dead? How many blind people came up to Jesus and left blind How many people were lame and couldn't walk and came to Jesus and left lame and couldn't walk? Jesus would no more want you to be sick than he would want you to go out and sin. I like that one because I don't believe sickness is from God or is allowed by God. Do I experience sickness in my life? Yes, I do. And I hate it, but I never chalk it up to the will of God. I fight differently now than I did 15 years ago. When these things happen to me or my family, I fight against them. I never just sit back and be like, oh, well, God just must be doing this for a reason. Well, you know, his ways aren't our ways. And, you know, it's, you know, grandma's 89 years old. So if it's grandma's time to go, then it's grandma's time to go, you know? Like we say that stuff all the time, but Jesus never did that stuff. And we're supposed to be following him. That one, I mean, I can spend... 75 minutes with Matt on that one, but I'll move on. Um, Ooh, I like this one. Jesus didn't build a ministry. 
He built disciples to minister to people. My buddy Sean Kilty sent me that one. Jesus didn't build a ministry. He built disciples to minister to people. There's a lot, and I follow a lot of them, and they're great, but there's a lot of ministers out there building their ministry. And instead of building disciples to minister to people, one of the most favorite things I have in my life right now, which is really funny because I'm gonna be 45 years old in two days, but my favorite thing is the youth group that just accidentally happened. Like, dude, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor. I'm a youth pastor and I didn't sign up for it. I didn't try to be like it and I'm not collecting a salary. By the way, Eli, can you start sending some donations to our youth ministry, please? Um, no, my wife and I, we pay for all that stuff ourselves, and I love it. I love it because I'm watching these kids experience God and change, building disciples in them. It's so, so fun. And I believe too, if you take care of the disciples, God will take care of your ministry. So I like that one, Sean. Thank you so much. Um, how about this? The, ooh, how about this one, Eli? The only hope for stability and the only hope for sanity, the only hope for peace is masculine, virtuous men. We're both men. We like that one. I'm going to say that again. The only hope for stability and the only hope for sanity and the only hope for peace is masculine, virtuous men. And I'm not, I don't think that that is discounting women. I think it is a challenge for men to rise up and be freaking men. Lead. There's a difference between leading and dictating. When you lead, you don't ask people to follow you. They just do. And if you're a good leader, people want to follow you. I lead certain people, but I also follow certain people. I'm always, we're all following someone. And if you're a good leader, people will follow you and you won't have to ask them. But uh, that one's good because we live in a time right now where men are so freaking weak and they're compromising. And it's like, oh, I could go on and on and on with that one. Let's go one more with, uh, with uh, masculinity here. Masculinity is taking responsibility to reduce evil and produce good. Yeah, I don't really like that. That one's whatever. Uh, oh, I like this one. I like this one. I'm going to end on this one. This is for the dads out there. No culture will ever rise above the character of its men, of its fathers. No culture will ever rise above the character of its men. Ain't that the freaking truth? Look at the men that are reproducing right now. The crime, the rape, the weakness. It's because they didn't have a very good example. When you lead from character, I'll even, I even posted this on my Facebook the other day. How great would it be if, if schools hired coaches based off of character, integrity, and impact instead of wins and losses? Show me how you treat your wife and I'll show you what your program is gonna look like 10 years from now. Show me how your football coach treats his wife and his family and I'll show you what your program is gonna look like 10 years from now. That's a good one. No culture will ever rise above the character of its men and fathers. I hope that you have enjoyed this seven minutes with Matt and some of my favorite quotes. And uh, leave a comment below if you liked it, loved it, or hated it. 
and uh, we will respond. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us for another seven minutes with Matt.